welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. I am your horror mistress, Anya. And today I have a special guest who has never been a guest on a podcast before, who I am popping his guest cherry. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Jason, aka Horror Slash. Welcome. Thank you for having me and for popping me. I, wait, I would like to say that I have, I mean, it kind of sounds like, you know, a little sad in the sense that I've never, I have been asked before. So I, I do want to say that at least oh. I have been asked. I haven't done many or any, but. Uh, oh my so. God, you said yes to me. Well, I feel very honored. Thank you. Oh, um, it's, pleasure's mine. Trust me. Oh, yay. Good. I, I, the last time we, we did anything was together for your YouTube channel. And yeah. uh, so tell everybody about that. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, it's funny. Um, I was looking at, um, at the start of when I did my first YouTube video, which is nowhere to be found, thankfully. Um, and it was 10 years ago. I didn't realize that. I, I was before, like, before YouTube became like, you know, it was just for fun at the time. I was just doing it to kind of like have a place to put some videos um and it wasn't like you know it i don't know i guess people were um getting paid at the time but it wasn't what it is now and uh and then i just stopped (laughs) stupidly (laughs) one of the many mistakes um and uh and then yeah so i can't believe when i saw it was 2013 and uh anyway so uh, a few years ago i started up um the channel you know doing some different shows i get bored very easily so i change up formats very often and the last one we did was a lot of fun and i have a lot of people wanting to do it again so maybe we'll do uh the horror face off again in the future but i don't know we'll see you're in a bit of a hiatus from that right now it you know what it's uh you know how it is like it's Mm -hmm. it, it it's it takes a lot um even like a small um production still takes a chunk of your life right so um you know it's uh it, the timing when the timing's great i love doing it i like i love working with people or even just by myself but you know sometimes it's just a little bit of a you know life mm-hmm. i do know right so <laughs> so but i had a blast with you and the reason, if I, am I going on too long? See, I'm not no, good at go, being a guest. Uh, go ahead. The reason, the reason why I was happy to um, to be on your podcast is because I am a huge fan of your work. And I'm not just saying that because <laughs> I'm not a good liar. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fluffy stuff out there and everybody trying to do goofy quirky things and try to be the next person on like you know um shutter tv and stuff like that and and it just gets a little tiresome but your content really um when i saw it i was blown away um i think you have a really really um beautiful um beautifully macabre um instagram page twitter page uh, i've seen a lot of your stuff and i think it's amazing because you go for it you don't 
you don't mess around and i love it like some of your stuff i look at it and i'm like wow like this girl did that and it, it's just it's yeah it's remarkable i love i love your page and i i guarantee you i'm not just saying that well thank you i appreciate that you know i my, what my biggest goal is is to be nightmare fuel but nice. while i'm doing all of my shoots it's nice to see that people can see what I do because when it looks like I'm dragging myself on the ground, I am dragging myself on the ground. You know, 90% of my shoots involve real blood at some point because I'm <laughs> getting hurt constantly. And it shows. <laughs> it shows. Like, honestly, it's, it, it's, it's evident. Like it's, it's down dirty and, but it's, it's really gorgeous to look at. Um, yeah, it, it's love it. Love it. Keep it up. Well, thank you. I will. will. Good. <laughs> and so today, we had, I know we had been tossing around various ideas and what to talk about, but I'm so glad we landed on this. Me too. Because I think this is going to be so fun to talk about. And re-watching and doing a little bit of research has completely changed some of my viewpoints on things. Really? Yeah. So I'm excited That's to talk good. about it. So for anybody listening, what we're going to talk about today is the differences, similarities between Evil Dead from 1981 and Evil Dead from 2013. So this is going to be your spoiler warning right now. If you have not seen these movies, first of all, why are you listening to my podcast then? What the fuck? <laughs> Second of all, shame on you if you're a horror fan and you haven't even seen the original. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, shame on you. Third of all, go watch both of them and then come back and then pick up here. Yeah, <laughs> do it. So, do it. you're an Evil Dead fan, yes? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I am. Funny enough, I was just talking to a friend of mine just last night, and, you know, we were talking about being on this podcast today, and. I said, you know, it's one of the franchises that I love, but I have not watched a lot of. Like, I haven't that dipped into the well very often. Like, I've seen them enough, but not nearly as much as some of the other horror films, which is weird. I'm the same as you. It's an amazing franchise. Yeah. But I think, I think one of the things about the Evil Dead franchise is... Because it's so campy, quirky, unique, it's it's not forgettable, so it sticks with you, right? Yeah. It's, sometimes it's you don't need to go back and watch those movies like that as as much as some of the forgettable movies. For sure, for sure, I agree. Also, it's like one of those movies that someone would probably watch a hundred times a year. Um, yeah. The reverse of that too, right? But yeah, I agree. It, like I said, love it. Just don't watch it a crazy amount of times but uh but i'm ready i'm ready for this good did you rewatch the 2013 one recently actually yes yes i first of all i can't believe it's 10 years i know since that came out <laughs> i swear it was only a few years ago yeah that that floored me I uh i i was flipping out i thought it was like oh did they make another one no it, it was 2013 yeah yeah so I, I i saw that one ready to go awesome so, 
what I found was interesting, I didn't realize that it was Fetty Alvarez who did Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe 2, who did this 2013 remake. Mm -hmm. And I love that because when I watched Evil Dead 2013 at the time, I went into it going, I don't know who this director is. Yeah. I have no idea that this person's catalog, like it was more lesser known titles at that time. And now having gone back and watched it and knowing what Fetty is a, a, like can do. Yeah. It makes sense now why this movie was as solid as it was. Yes. So you're, 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 you're spoiling it right away. So you're a fan <laughs> of the 2013, right? <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I, well, I wrote down some of the things that I wanted us to discuss today, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I remember going to see this in the theater and I walked into it going, there's just no way they're going to butcher this. You can't redo a movie like this and have mm-hmm. it be as strong. So I went into it with very low expectations. And I, I remember thinking when I left, I'm like, wow, they fucking nailed it. Hmm. And then I haven't seen it since. So I haven't oh. seen it in 10 years. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. They nailed it so much that you just decided to never watch it again well well i i wanted to i just get caught it's that good i mean they nailed a remake so i didn't think it was superior or anything but um it just it was good and some of the major scenes from it stuck with me and i have talked fondly about this film ever since Mm -hmm. but rewatching it a few days ago I have the same kind of overall opinion about it. Very interesting. Um, I would say I had a similar um, expectation going in as you. Um, Very, very... And you know what? I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the character of Ash, right? Because he had become so synonymous with the evil dead franchise you are worried are they going to you know have try for another ash and then it's like oh wait is it going to be a girl ash you know so i i there was there was a lot of that the campiness of it and plus remakes in general have just been had up until that point and <laughs> even after that yeah. been so terrible um and there was two horror films where i was dreading uh going into the theater to see the remake what and one was the uh, texas chainsaw massacre in 2003 and the other one was evil dead and those were the two that i was like how are they how are they and why are they and they I, i like i ended up loving them both um but like you uh you know, like I was kind of concerned if I were to see it again, how I would feel because that's happened a lot, right? You'll like a movie or you'll dislike a movie, and then you'll you know see it again and have the reverse opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was worried. I was like, okay, well, that kind of blew me away, but maybe it's because my expectations were so low. But then when I saw it a couple of years later, it's like this movie's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like this movie. So uh, I share your opinion. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. It it's, <laughs> sort of seems kind of overall, everybody I've talked to about this movie has gone into it with that same expectation. So I think that 
helped <laughs> a little yeah. bit for all of our viewing pleasures. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about you. I mean, have you noticed? Like, I for me, um, people I talk to uh, love this film. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like as far as being a remake. I don't know very many people that don't like uh, didn't like this film. Um, maybe your experience is different, but no, it, mine is exactly that. I don't think mm-hmm. I met one person that didn't enjoy something about this film. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. It's good stuff. So what? What obviously? What were some of the obvious differences that you picked up on? Uh, well, again, um, even though the character of Ash wasn't, you know, uh, what he became to be in the original he was still ash you know so there's still ash in this bruce campbell you know and this larger than life kind of uh, persona um so you know i i was ready to you know really kind of pick that apart but they just did away with that character like they just they didn't they didn't even attempt to you know, replicate what he brought to the table. Um, and so changing that character dynamic, uh, I, I mean, and there is talks, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's two people look at it as either a remake or a sequel, mm-hmm. um, you know. But regardless, I, I just thought it was a good angle to go with something completely different character-wise because um, it, it really worked because for all intents and purposes you know the characters in the original weren't exactly to stand out you know they they kind of faded or they kind of were a byproduct of the film um but in the new one for the most part um you know there were some interesting characters so i thought the character uh characters were definitely more fleshed out in the new one which kind of helped I totally agree with you. The only character I found that had a similar sort of energy, um, I don't remember her name now, but it was the blonde girl that ended up cutting off her arm. Yeah. Uh, Natalie, I think it was Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. So I she, wrote it down because I had to find out. Yeah. <laughs> she she reminded me of a character from one of the, from the first, for the original, yeah. where it's sort of almost a negligible character, but plays a big part of it yeah yeah like you know very very forgettable um and sorry to the actress but (laughs) very forgettable until until she gets you know um until she saws her arm off yeah (laughs) um and 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 it is interesting because you know not that all the characters in that movie were amazing but i kind of wonder if that was intentional um or if it was just they needed another body in there for some uh some kill and stuff like that but uh could be could have been intentional who knows you know i i wondered about that i looked that up actually oh really yeah so in the original there's there's five Mm -hmm. so they kind of made that cohesive but this is some of my trivia so there's david eric Mm -hmm. mia olivia natalie which the first letter of the first name of each of those characters spells out demon. Oh. So they, I think. So you needed Natalie. Totally. You needed Natalie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well. Plus, 
what I like is that they took this different angle, like you said. They, there's no specific ash, mm-hmm. but the ash kind of qualities and the things that happen to ash that happen in the new film happen to these women. Mm-hmm. And I love the angle that they took with Mia where she was instantly turned, mm-hmm. instantly, and was yeah. bad for, you know, 80% of the film. And yeah. then then the, it jumped over to, I guess, Natalie, where, you know, she's the one sawing off her arm. And then it kind of comes back to Mia again. Like, I love that angle that they took. It was erratic. It was like, and and it kind of kept you guessing. Because really, okay, let's just say if you were gonna say Mia was Ash, let's just say for argument's sake. Well, Ash wasn't the one under the floorboard, you know, in the in the original. So, you know, even if she was to take on that kind of uh, character, it was reversed, and it was just it was it was different enough so you didn't know what to expect, right? Sometimes with remakes, they'll They'll change things up, but, you know, you, you start realizing early on, sometimes midway through, that, okay, there's, there's they are sticking to the same formula, so so-and-so's going to die here, so-and-so's going to, you know, this is going to happen. But with this one, there you really didn't know um, where it was going to go, and that was kind of cool. I agree with you. And that's that's why it's really difficult to call this one a remake. Yes, and I was, I, I did, I remember hearing something a while ago where they said there's a take on this movie that it takes place a number of years in the future after the original Evil Dead. Have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I struggle with it, but continue. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't really have much more. I just heard that. I, I, I didn't really delve too deep into that, but uh, I'm interested to know why you struggle with it. Well, I struggle with it because the beginning scenes that happen are with this this father murdering Mm -hmm. his daughter. But the succession of where Evil Dead ends doesn't align with um, that entity solely being kept in the house. Mm-hmm. And then being reawoken by a family that apparently lives there and then has created this layer underneath the house of, nice. of you know, where they bring out, um, is what are all the hanging dead bodies, like the sacrificial area. Like, yeah. it just, it doesn't really align to me. Like, I, I feel like the, the Book of the Dead was done or it was yeah. temporarily put away. So for it to have suddenly come back... 20 whatever years later 30 Mm -hmm. years later okay it feels like a bit of a discrepancy i truly think that the story you mean evil dead 2 was kind of whatever but it does continue on with ash Mm -hmm. and so that's another reason why i have a hard time believing that this is a remake or even a sequel i kind of almost look at it as a standalone film with the same concept uh, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, you could definitely put that there. Um, and yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good call. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, <laughs> you sound like it's it's a well thought out uh, take. So we're gonna we're not going to dumb it down with my opinion. No. Oh, you did. <laughs> you did. Uh, you uh, so I mean, 
you're going to carry this and, and, and let us know which way to go. But uh, you did mention the beginning of this movie, which I would like to talk about oh, at yeah. some let's point. Talk, so, let's talk about it. Let's do okay. It. All right. So um, the beginning of this film, uh, the you know, with the daughter and, and the father, uh, I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was unbelievable because it got me. Like, I, that twist, <clears throat> I'm like, this movie is like seven minutes in and its twist got me more than like 90% of movies that build to this massive twist. <laughs> um, it, I was just like, uh, and, and it was just, it just hooked me right there. I was like, holy crap. This was, this movie's like, you know, probably legit. Like this is cause I mean, you're, you're feeling so sympathetic. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, I mean, I could feel more sorry for that girl at that, that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just set up so well for me. I was not expecting that twist. Now I'm sure some people may have, that's fine. Um, but I wasn't. And I'm like, Man, that, that that one little twist, seven minutes into the film or whatever it was, like was better than any you know scream twist. <laughs> yeah. Seven movies into their franchise, right? So I was just like, wow. I, so I love that beginning. That once that happened, I was like, okay, all bets are off. Anything can happen in this film, and let's do it. I agree with you. It. Um, I won't say that it wasn't like I, I kind of knew at one point as soon as she was on there on the cross or whatever they had her up against the post and uh and the dad was starting to talk to her I was like oh I know what's gonna what's about to go down here but what I liked about it is like you said that's the type of thing that they usually have as the climax of a movie this was introducing you to this whole (laughs) setting of the movie and if they hadn't delivered this movie after that it would have been (laughs) such a letdown yeah but yeah. it maintained the entire movie maintained at that pace and it was yeah. so fucking strong yeah and it was so you had that twist right in the beginning then you have um mia um kind of you know basically you know turning into the demon like you know so everything was just kind of flipped around you know the 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 concept of the film was still intact but there's a few things that are just flipped around so you had no way of predicting you know what was going to come mm-hmm. it, it was and i love that i agree with you 100% i love that you're so agreeable i don't know <laughs> if it's me or you're just an agreeable person no i am not an agreeable person <laughs> okay. i am i am typically a very contradictory person all right um, so but I, I think it's because of these movie choices. I, I we seem to maybe be, yeah you know have a have a similar eye on it, which is awesome. There um, you go. One of the differences, so some trivia that I was looking up because I love looking up trivia of how they make these movies. Mm-hmm. So in the original movie, they used about two hundred to three hundred gallons of fake blood to Jeez. produce all those scenes. Which is a lot, right? Two, That's a lot. 200 to 300 gallons. That's I can't even lot. imagine how expensive that would be. Do you know how many gallons they used for this version? They no, used I do not. 70,000 gallons plus. What? <laughs> that, well, that all, I guess 50,000 gallons were just used for the rain scene. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the ending definitely 
um, you know, if you throw that ending in there, I guess there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of red. So I get that. I, I get that. It's still a number. Still, that's fucking it, insane. <laughs> it sounds excruciatingly high. Yes. Wow. I know. What I loved about that blood raining scene, I have seen in other movies where they try to make it seem like there's blood kind of around and it doesn't, mm-hmm. it just feels like kind of red water. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one, you can see her as she's running, mm-hmm. that her hair is saturated with heavy, thick, gloopy red stuff and it's whipping in her face. And all I'm sitting there watching this actress as she's running into the vehicle and it's everywhere. I've, I've been covered in blood like that before, and it is really difficult to work through. So I was super impressed that that was real blood. Well, fake blood, but real fake blood that they used yeah. instead of red water or water with red lighting on it. Uh, you know, there's... Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you hit on some stuff right there because um, you... Uh, with horror films... There's there's few things that I really I really need to be, um, you know, on point, and blood is one of them. Um, non realistic looking blood, really, you know, and you could like you know some of the Italian films and stuff like that. Like you know, sometimes it's an artistic choice to go with like a a pastelly kind of red. And I, Sure, I get it. Um, doesn't work for me, but um, I, I want my blood to look like blood. I want, you know, the realism of it all, and the texture has to be. And I, I remember I made a movie, a short film in uh, 2004, and, you know, budget was, uh, well, there was no budget, um, but uh, we there was a lot of blood in this film. And to this day, it still bugs me that, you know, because we had to, you know, do it limited uh with with the with whatever money we had you know so the 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 blood kind of pools up a little bit and it just doesn't look realistic and it drives me nuts right so i i can even criticize my own but yeah blood and kills have to be bang on in horror films otherwise i get really cranky <laughs> i like that you get cranky if it's not good i get blood. cranky yep <laughs> Yes. So then you must much. have enjoyed some of the details that they really put into the the 2013 version of this. Yeah. There, absolutely. There I, were some I, visceral scenes. Yeah, and I loved it all. Like I mean, I'm not it's funny. I'm I wouldn't say that <clears throat> I'm like one of those guys that has to have uh gore in a film. I, I but when you're when you're when it's set up to have have it, I want it. Like you know, I want, I, you gotta hit me with it. Um, you know, and, and nothing pisses me off more than like you know the the cutaway kills and stuff like that. So this did not have that. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you know, like I, especially in this one, like you know the the sign of the face and you know and then self-mutilating with taking off the arm like you know it, it was it was tough to watch and and i like that because i i i don't get squeamish too often mm-hmm. so when i do it's like okay they they did a good job <laughs> that's great yeah they're successful if they got you to be squeamish yeah and that's why i like your stuff i don't mean to bring it back to yours, but that's why i like your stuff like um doesn't have to be 
you know, completely covered in blood and stuff like that. But it's just, it's real. It's it's visceral. It, it just takes you right in there, and it looks like you're in pain. You know, you're not putting on these cheesy smiles, like you know, to 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 look good for the camera. If 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 you if your facial expression looks, you know, just completely, you know, just beaten down in pain, you're putting it up there, and it and that's that's exactly what you need to do, and that's why I love it, and I, I like it in films too. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's what I sort of strive for is mm-hmm. like as a horror fan, if I'm going to do horror imagery, I want it to be visceral in yeah. some way. And I want people to almost look at me and either be, feel squeamish. I want them to go, nope, I can't handle this. Or I want them to be absolutely terrified. Yeah. And mission accomplished. <laughs> I mean, that's that's me. I'm like, wow, that looks terrible and then you know not everybody's as messed up as me but you know i also think it looks hot too so you know that's just uh that's just (laughs) now we're delving into my brain let's get back to uh evil dead oh violence (laughs) and sexiness go together 100 percent. okay well you could say it probably a lot easier than i (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair although putting it out there probably means i glamorize violence to women or something i don't know i get shit on sometimes for that do you really? Yeah. Uh, don't get me going on the sensitivity of this oh. day and age. Yep. This, this podcast will take a totally different turn. and <laughs> You don't want that. You don't want that. Maybe we should designate one to just oh. venting about that. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about it, but uh, I definitely have strong opinions. Me too. So yeah. why don't we talk about some of the similarities that you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I mean, both were just straight ahead, you know, go for gore, right? Like, so, um, you know, while, while 2013 just had, you know, just an onslaught of blood and guts and, you know, the original 1981 was, and I, I alluded to it earlier, but it kind of had like an Italian film vibe to it, like, um, in the way some of the death scenes were some of the, the you know the overdubs of like you know the the dialogue and and, and it just kind of had that this little like you know like i said italian vibe um but you know just the gore of the first one was it you know it was terrible at times because the makeup looked like makeup but like it freaked me out was cheryl the character that was underneath the floorboard man like Mm -hmm. that was scary is you could call that movie cheesy all you want but that was that the the eyes everything it was freaky and you know and that's something that i think carried in both films i agree with you the demons were awesome Mm mm-hmm and they, they yeah. were each different, you know? Like, you've got one one of the demons downstairs, the creepy, gushing, gooey one who won't stop banging on the, the yeah. door to come out, and all you see are her eyes. And then you've got the other one sitting upstairs giggling to all hell, and that was creepy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, like, the underneath the floorboard, um, you know, like, it's, it's like, 
goes back to like everybody's kind of fear of what's in the basement or like you know that dark cellar or something like that but y you don't have to like wonder you <laughs> you could look over and you see this face and you know and the like the overdubs of the the sound audio and stuff that really kind of with the voice were just terrifying just they just they hit the nail on the head right there and you could i mean you could i want to attribute that to you know sam raimi because hey he went on to have a pretty damn good career so i think he kind of knew what he was doing there and i just thought it, it uh it was it was a movie that when i started watching horror films and i, I saw it early on um i was i was pretty freaked out by it it it, it left a left the mark so um yeah, uh, kudos to that film. I mean, because, again, I, Evil Dead gets, um, you know, when you think of Evil Dead, you think comedy horror in many ways. A lot, I think a lot of people do, but not that first one. No, I don't think the first one was meant to be funny. No, no, but I'm just saying it's it's evolved into, like, a mm -hmm. comedy horror um, with part two and then, of course, Army of Darkness and then just the you know the character that ash became right yeah, it's yeah. it's so it's but that first one uh if you're going in for some like you know uh comedy you're gonna have to have a real dark sense of humor to dig some out yeah i mean his one-liners and just that actor generally is comedic mm. um but i i do feel like the first one you can feel that they were trying to make it scary. They were trying to have these demons scare you in some way. Yeah. And with the second one, no, they just fully leaned into the humor of all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wonder why, you know, it's kind of funny like that. They had that, like why? I bet you it's because people, there was probably comments, I'm assuming, to Sam Raimi, like, did you mean for this to be funny? Yeah. And so yeah. knowing his body of work, most since The Evil Dead, most of his work after that has become horror, but with comedic elements, mm -hmm. which that one obviously has as well. Um, so I just have a feeling that he kind of leaned into it. That's what I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could... Uh... Um, you know, I like like we said, we love the franchise, so it's all it's all good. But like the first one is definitely uh, it's a completely different tone, mm -hmm. um, and 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 it matches the remake. Like, you know, the tone of the remake is no nonsense as well. So you know, yes. similarities. There you go. Like I mean, there's from the beginning to the end. Um, there's really no letting go. There's no mercy. That's that's Fetty Alvarez. No, like knowing with "Don't Breathe" and "Don't Breathe" too. They're both mm -hmm. that that way as well. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I agree. Um, the biggest similarity that I noticed in both films was the 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 way that it was the camera angles were, where it's constantly it looks like you're looking at the through the lens of this demon that's flying through the air, right? Yeah. And I loved how in the newer one that was very polished and i thought they did that really well yeah yeah i i, I agree with you i agree with you on that um one of the one of the standouts of that original film is that tracking shot that you know uh, was done on a bike and you know in some cases done with a 
guys just running with cameras on their shoulders and stuff and uh and that was very very creative it's not like it was never done before that but i'm just saying it was very very creative uh filmmaking early on for sam raimi um because that sets a tone that's freaky when it just keeps going through the woods to the woods and right to the window and then they're inside it's like yeah it's very unsettling and um and it and it tells it helps tell that story right like that this is it's all coming you know it's all just coming down on that cabin and uh yeah loved it and then the second one i like how yeah it was it wasn't as it wasn't as gritty but it was uh effective for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a neat way of giving you a a very small glimpse of the demon's um perspective without it becoming the sole focus yeah yeah and again it's like you know it's always it's always freakier when you don't see what's hunting you Mm -hmm. um like you know you think about that first one those tracking shots that come right up to the cabin and go inside like i mean there's nothing that they could cut to on the reverse that would equal what's in your head um you know so um it does a great uh, great job of building that that suspense which is which is always good Mm-hmm. in a horror film absolutely yeah um so what did which one do you think had stronger writing oh definitely the second one yeah uh, tw- 2013 yeah i do i mean i thought uh, look for all the for all the good of the first one and how it came off and uh um i thought the second one they knew going into it that they were going to have to you know make things a little bit more they they would have to raise the stakes they'd have to you know make this one stick with audiences a little bit so they had to change things up and they did and they they put in some uh some more story but it didn't take over you know the the story worked so well with the horror um extremely well i mean with the whole uh rehab you know and 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 it was just like okay well we can't leave here because she's you know she needs this so they kind of made a commitment to stay there um because otherwise you you know the first sign of trouble you'd be darting out of there and then it's like okay well she you know she's gonna probably relapse and she did um but she actually became a demon instead <laughs> so you know there it, there was confusion so they you know like hey listen i've never been around someone who is relapsing but if uh i i've i've heard that it's not pretty and uh so it was it was enough to cause enough uh confusion amongst the main characters so it was all realistic and that's kind of really um that's crucial because how many times do we say like in slasher films like you know why are why are they all there why are they together why you know if they hate each other why are they going to camping if they you know if if there's a killer in the house why are they staying there like this one gave valid reasons of why uh, they they should still be there and uh, and should still stay and i love that that's a really good point that rehab angle was absolutely perfectly written for this. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Loved it. Loved it. Well, good. So 
some other things that I wanted to um, to discuss um, was the ratings that I found on these films. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you agree with them. Okay. So Letterboxd gave mm-hmm. the original 3.7 out of 5 and gave the new one 3.4 out of 5. Huh. Do you, do you have more, or is, are those yep. the ones we're discussing? Nope. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. Yeah, so there's a theme here. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, the original, 95%. The 2013, 63%. Hmm. And IMDb, the original, 7.4 out of 10. And the 2013, 6.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, doesn't surprise me. Do you think it's because of the cult following for the original? I think so. Mm. I think so. And I think, let's face it, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Bruce Campbell. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's he's iconic. <laughs> you know, it's 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 no coincidence. I mean, he's he had uh, he had the the material and the charisma to really elevate that franchise um, to to a, a different level. Like, I mean, it didn't go the traditional route. It didn't go where Nightmare on Elm Street went. It didn't go where Hellraiser went. It didn't go, you know, it went, it went a totally different direction. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not the type of movie that usually spawns sequels, but because of that character, it was, I, th- I think, this is my opinion. I think because of that character, um, there was an appetite to continue to make more and an appetite to watch more. And I think that a lot of the, um again not really acknowledging the fact that like you know or acknowledging the fact that the first one was more serious but i think there's there's a love affair for bruce campbell in these films and the remakes don't have a bruce campbell and i think that's gonna that's all and it's a remake or you know whatever you want to call it so i think there's always going to be a little bit of prejudice Mm. um and that's that's why i think it it doesn't surprise me that those ratings are what they are do i agree with them i i don't know because when you told me to prepare for this i did but i don't know that i could tell you which one i like better i think i can but i could regret it like you know when i listen to this (laughs) again back so (laughs) that's that's fair but what's your take on the on the uh, the ratings that have been given out well again same as you i kind of had my my thought process about this going into this conversation but it's changed a little bit since we've been talking based on (laughs) some of the things that you've said like I initially thought I enjoyed the writing better in the original because for me I can't deny the concept is original so to me that automatically kind of gives it a leg up on the newer one but you're you were 100 percent right on the way that they wrote everybody the reasoning for everybody being there whereas in the original the reasoning is because this bridge got overtaken by this massive amount of water that obviously the demons Mm. were pouring there and that was it like it wasn't a very strong plot so when you're saying it like that now you've kind of changed my mind a little bit so wow so i'm like well okay I think I would have probably a different answer if I hadn't watched the original when it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. 
I think I would probably look at this and say I think I, I prefer the new over the original. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't I can't deny Bruce Campbell. You're 100% right. I can't. <laughs> yeah. He suckered me in. I love him. I know. I know. It's just so charismatic. Like, it's it's ridiculous charisma in the sense that, like, he could, he could say, it's almost like Ace Ventura char- charisma, you know? It's, it's like, he's so ridiculous that you just have to love it, whether it's, you know, the cheesiness or just the appeal. Um, definitely. I mean, I'll give you, uh, if you put me on the spot at the very end of which one I like better, I'll let you know. But I, I do want to have a couple of, uh, a little bit of time to kind of think about committing to an answer. <laughs> That's it's, right. It's tricky. When it's, when it's on the podcast, it's final. It, it's There's it. no going back. <laughs> when it's out there, it's out there. Just like nudes, right? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> this will be out there like my nudes. It's true. Yeah. But, so, you know, it, it, the fact that it's comparable to the original, and we both agree on this, and I think a lot of people do, it, is, is is a good sign. It's, it's it's great that a film could come out and uh, and 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 be at that level. I will say, am I talking too much here? I will. I, no, keep going. I just wanted to say one of the things uh, that I, I thought was a little bit suspect in the in the um, in the remake was uh, in twenty thirteen was, um, you know, I. I get it, like the friends were there to help her, but those were some really committed friends. <laughs> like they were, um, like, and and it didn't even sound like they all liked her that much. I know. Like, so it's like I have, I have better friends than she does that would not do that. <laughs> so yeah. you know, like I mean, so while I praise the writing. Um, you know, there is a little bit of, um, uh, I think that there could have been a little bit more warmth towards her. Um, I think a couple of the characters had her. I mean, I think the blonde character didn't really know her well, which was fine. I get it, you know, but, um, you know, I was like, ah, these, they're, they're committed. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be sticking around that long, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about that actually, as, as I was watching it, cause watching her best friend, this girl mm-hmm. with the brown hair, what was her name? Hold on. I have it here. Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. yeah. You know, putting, putting myself into the shoes of if that was my best friend, mm-hmm. I would probably stick through a fair amount of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a part of her that was just in disbelief and shock that she was a demon. And yeah. she was just like, no, no. And then by yeah. that time she was turned. Yeah. <laughs> and ripping yeah. her face open. So yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And I loved her character too. That Olivia character, because, uh, you know, you were, uh, you were drawn in, like, you know, she was so sympathetic. She was so sweet. And, uh, and you know, she was one of the first ones to be turned so that was kind of like a a good little um, twist again you know Mm -hmm, unpredictable mm -hmm. um yeah like you know i'm not saying like any other one was a brother trying to make amends who was never there i know that had it yeah you know like so i i do get it like i you know it creates discomfort and you know amongst the 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 uh, cast you know what it is it's it, the problem is i and there's so many 
terrible cheesy slasher films um that have you know zero budget to like you know even just <laughs> you know like the modern day remake of friday the 13th um you know where these kids are together and they hate each other it pisses me off like mm -hmm. there's so much like they're just like they did take a group of characters and the only uh, dialogue that can sustain the film is them going back and forth hating each other or you know and it's just like I it, it drives me nuts so and I've seen it so many times I'm like why the why are they together why are they going <laughs> camping you know why is the the you know the captain of the basketball team hanging out with the the nerdy math club guy you know and then two sisters in the front like why it, it, it doesn't and it drives me nuts as you could tell i'm getting passionate about it <laughs> it drives me nuts so when i see glimpses of that in like you know you know bigger films whether whether it be like you know um you know again like evil dead or screams and stuff like that it drives me nuts i'm like come on like so, anyways, I just went off on a tangent, but it just drives me. It, it does. It just drives me nuts when they, the dialogue is focused on arguing and, you know, they're friends. Anyways, sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. I feel like that, the unfortunate thing with what you're talking about is it's this really shitty trope from the 80s. Yeah. Where they would yeah. throw into these films and then it tries to get you to relate to these characters that, oh, they're going through something traumatic and they can overcome their issues and walk yeah. away unscathed and their relationship is better. But that is not a successful plot point anymore unless you're doing it in a comedic way like Cabin in the Woods, right? I yeah. love the way yeah. that they had this... Like, it's exactly that. You've got the brainy guy. You've got the stoner guy. You've got the hot girl, the jock guy, and then a random mm -hmm. girl who wants to study. And they're all thrown into this cabin. So they took, like, that movie was brilliant. They took yeah, this it was. original concept that's been done to death and then mm -hmm. spun it on its head. So unless you're going to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's like this old, I don't know, I imagine it's a group of white men sitting in a boardroom going, that's a great idea. It works 35 years ago. Let's give it a try. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, I mean, Cabin Woods, yeah, for sure. Like, it just, you know, they're in a car and the the jock will say to the nerd like you know you and your stupid calculator and then the nerd will be like well yeah you and your basketball and you think okay well later on in the film a calculator is going to save the basketball player's life or something like that. it doesn't happen it just it's, <laughs> so it's like you know it, it it bugs me i know slashers are what they are but like that doesn't mean they have to be crap like you know and and, yeah. and it just it, they don't or they don't have to be predictable in that sense so you know anyway I yeah. agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, so some other trivia that I had just found out about e the original Evil Dead today. I'd never mm -hmm. heard these three before, so you might have. Okay. But that the first film was shot in one single cabin and everyone slept there. Well, no, I didn't know that. I, I know I didn't know that either. So I'm imagining, God, the smell of that place must have been atrocious. Weren't were they drunk three quarters of the thing, time during filming? That cabin's small, too. Yeah, yeah, with the whole crew and the actors sitting there. Like, I mean, I don't like, wow, that's, uh, hey, you know what? Independent filmmaking, love it. Love it, I know. I love their <laughs> commitment to this film. 
Um, another thing I found out was that Sam Raimi hired ambulances for the Evil Dead premieres to scare the viewers. Really? I love him. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. They had no money for the film, but you could... They hired ambulances. You got ambulances. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, I mean, right. that would definitely get people to come, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're two for two. I don't know. I didn't know either of those yet. And the third one... There was an Evil Dead video game in the 80s. No. Yeah, it was officially licensed in 1984 for the the Commodore 64 and something (laughs) called a BBC Micro. Wow. I had no idea. No, I had no idea either. Wow. That is... Isn't that cool? (laughs) Yeah, that's pre-Nintendo and everything. Wow. And Bruce Campbell apparently is still happy to this day to be Ash's voice in everything. Huh. Yeah. Good for him. I know. There's something, when that. I'm watching him, all I can, he just seems to fit, you know, Ash so well that I'm like, that's who Bruce Campbell is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. just an extravagant actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just great. You know, I love it when, you know, actors embrace you know there and to a to a a more extreme extent would be Jamie Lee Curtis right with the Halloween um you know how she just absolutely loves and embraces you know where she came from mm-hmm. um but i will say with in her case there was there was a a couple of decades where she did completely turn her back on the franchise <laughs> uh when she was trying to make herself an a-lister and uh i i get it but like you know she did come around and it's kind of cool when when you know the ones that you love you know really throw out a a shout out to you know films whether it's like Rennie Harlan mentioning Nightmare on Elm Street 4, directing Nightmare on Elm Street 4, or whatever it is. It's 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 always awesome. And I'm not saying that Bruce Campbell is like the quintessential A-lister, but, you know, the fact that he continues to do it, I mean, is just, it's perfect. I agree. It is perfect. Yeah. So yes. while you're still chewing on which one you prefer better, I want to quickly discuss Evil Dead Rise. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to discuss this is because when I watched that preview, it got me mad. I Uh-oh. was infuriated. Uh-oh. I. <laughs> I'm glad I... you went first. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the trailer is great. The visuals mm-hmm. are incredible. Mm-hmm. But I just, something about the way that it was presented makes me feel like they're ripping off the franchise that they're gonna step on the toes of the original and even the 2013 i thought the acting there's it doesn't look like it's gonna be well acted Mm -hmm. and i it just got me really angry because this time because i went into evil dead 2013 with very low expectations and it was so successful Mm -hmm. now i'm like who the fuck are you to touch that like, yeah. what audacity yeah. <laughs> do you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was, what was your thoughts? <sighs> My thought was, okay, well, it's a departure, you know, so they're, they're definitely going, you know, um, a different direction uh, to, you know, obviously just to 
get it away from a cabin and stuff. So, okay. My first reaction to it was, you know, good trailer. <laughs> um, it showed a lot, maybe mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. um, but here's my thing. Like, instinctively, I, I kind of turned my attention to kids. I don't like kids in horror films. I it just, like, <laughs> I've discussed this before. Um, I'm not, like, I... I a, I don't find kids scary. I know a lot of people do. I'm, I'm in the minority here. I find old people scary. Um, <laughs> I, I do in horror films. I find them to be freaky. Um, you know, unless it's just like an old guy at a lemonade stand. Like, I mean, in, in context, I find, uh, you know, <laughs> old people scary. Um, I don't find kids scary. I don't find, like, the urgency of, like, a kid uh, in peril to be... Uh, just, I don't find it to be too much in my wheelhouse. I, so here we are, you know, it's a mother and kids and I'm like, eh, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I, the kid thing throws me. I just, yeah. I know it's such a, it's such a basic kind of, you know, crude, you know, just take and uh, just kids and i'm pissed but i i don't know like i'm it's gonna be like one of those things where you just save the kids all film like you know and then in the end like you know a kid you know steps up and you know owns the day in an mm -hmm. unrealistic fashion i don't know I, i'm just speculating probably not but uh, yeah kids well that makes me wonder how are they going to do an evil dead film without a kid becoming possessed yeah yeah and exactly. if they don't go yeah. that route then that is completely a missed opportunity because that that's the only time where, where I think when kids can actually be scary is mm -hmm. when they become something that is legitimately terrifying to adults otherwise yeah, yeah then yeah like they're, it's they're just it's kind of it feels like a cheap plot point like yeah. feel bad for the kids and root against the bad thing and yeah, and is it going to be 90 minutes of, like, you know, just kids trying to get away or trying mm -hmm. to, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I, so I don't know. And, again, I'm speculating, right? But, you know, obviously the plot is, like, it's the mom. So. Um, I'm a bit confused on that because she seems to have a very old daughter that acts like a mother to the other child. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I, we got to see it in order to completely understand. But I agree with you. They gave away too many good scenes. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's usually a bad sign. Yeah, um, I agree. That, that's usually a sign that, that you know, we got to really sell this sucker. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but hey, listen, um, nowadays... I, I'm a tough critic. I'm a very, very tough critic on modern horror films. Um, so I, I'm sure I'll be a tough critic on this one. But it didn't look horrible. I will say that. You know, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is crap. It just looks like it might not be my preferred plot, you know, direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Do you want to hear see. what the critics have been saying about it? And what reviews sure. they've gotten so far? Let's let's hear it. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a hundred percent. Well, okay. Wait, you let know. me keep going. Let me keep going. Hold okay. On. Letterboxd <laughs> gave it three point eight out of five. IMDb gave it eight point seven out of ten. And here are some of the reasons why. Okay. 
They said Evil Dead Rise feels like a real return to form. It's funny, absurd, gory, bleak, and will keep viewers on edge just how the fans will like it. Another critic said, both recognizably bound by the rules and expectations of the Evil Dead universe and deadly determined to blaze a new trail, Evil Dead Rise is exactly the film that the franchise needed. Sounds like it was written by a publicist, doesn't it? Could be. <laughs> Another one said, with near-perfect pacing, stellar performances, and an embrace of erratic violence, the director Lee Cronin has crafted a tremendous entry into the Evil Dead franchise. So hey. seeing all of that now has sparked my interest, which obviously critics can be paid to put those kind of reviews up. Yeah. But I don't know. Those All three yeah. have given them crazy high, crazy high reviews. Well, I'll say this. I grew up in an era of Siskel and Ebert, two of the most famous critics of all time. Mm -hmm. And... I'll be damned if they liked one film I liked back in the eighties. <laughs> so that's fair. So now critics are a little bit different. Like Rotten Tomatoes to me is a complete joke. I, I don't like. I mean, that that is just a politically driven platform. That as soon as a movie starts getting ripped apart, like I just think they pump, you know, they pump a lot of false uh, false praise into it. And uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, as soon as um yeah as soon as rotten tomatoes chimes in and it's an extreme one way or another i i, I get skeptical um <laughs> but uh but that's me but it's interesting hey listen it's getting some good reviews so maybe it is good we'll see we'll we see will, we will let other people go see it first and see what I, they have to say see the thing is nowadays everybody's a critic too right like yeah. before you knew the critic oh you have disappeared Oh, no. Wrote for papers. They were film oh. students' earns to write a review. Sorry, Jason, and, you, you know, disappeared sure... for a bit. Oh, did I? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'll, the last thing I heard was you said everybody is a reviewer. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So I'll, sorry about that. I'll continue from that <laughs> rant. But, like, I just feel like everybody is a critic. And, you know, back in a day, there was, there was a criteria to becoming a film critic, as ridiculous as it was. But, like, they were studied in film. They were, like, you know, there, the film was in the DNA of, you know, everything that they kind of uh, were critiquing. It was just, it wasn't like, you know, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm just saying this as a complete your example but how many people are reviewing this film that have seen you know lawrence of arabia or <laughs> you know like or, or like i'm just saying like the the, the gone history with the of wind. gone with the wind <laughs> the history of film film critics now don't matter they yeah. just don't because yeah, i could literally start up a youtube channel tomorrow and call it jason's critiques or jason you know and and it gets out there and then it could go viral all of a sudden i'm you know i'm a critic no i i don't I, so i i definitely have a lot of harsh um uh, criticism of critics <laughs> ironically i like that yes or coincidentally not ironical yeah so it is time no wait oh actually wait <laughs> i do you know <laughs> One thing, um, we, we kind of talked about um, uh, the ending of uh, the 2013, but I do want to, I just, I want to focus 
just a couple of minutes on um, that wicked chainsaw death. Mm-hmm. That to me was awesome. Was it that <laughs> time? Oh, I was like that. That is one of one of the best. I I just thought it was awesome, and I didn't give props to Jane Levy um, in that film as Mia, who I thought was insanely awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wish I could think of a different word. I say that a lot, but I loved her in that film. I was like hooked on every word she was saying, every like every enunciation <laughs> it was just like she had me and uh and just to see her at the end like with that satisfying kill um with all that blood i i just thought that movie's the movie ending of that movie was really really um gratifying well the camera angle of that one too it, you can yeah. literally see her putting the chainsaw through their head and then- amazing it amazing was, i loved yeah. it i loved it i know some people thought it was a little much and maybe you maybe you're one of them i don't know but i i thought it was freaking amazing well i can tell you this much i'm i'm not a huge yes the irony of what i'm about to say i'm aware i'm not a huge <laughs> gore person um so like i get my stomach can kind of get affected pretty quickly if it's legitimate like real gore I'm, i can't watch a lot of french horror because of that yeah yeah um but that chainsaw scene was more satisfying than the last three or four texas chainsaw movies i've seen right yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. and i loved it as well because it was a beautiful tie-in of bringing the chainsaw in without making the chainsaw become an ash thing right yeah 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 very very well put yep i agree with that very well and one last thing i will say about characters in this film is like I and I've said this before uh, a, a few times that like you know at the end of the day you know she's got no hand um, she you know all her friends now are dead she still hasn't really recovered from her <laughs> substance abuse and now she's gone through this <laughs> like at the end of the day I don't know if she wins. Even though she survives, like sometimes I think that, you know, there's a lot of emphasis put on just living through the experience, but I think her character is probably past the point of no return by then. So I don't know if it's a success story, but she wins the battle. Oh, she probably OD'd the next day. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, right? Like, she's got... We shouldn't laugh about that, but really, though. No, but no. (laughs) But we know what we're laughing at here. Like, I mean, it's just the fact that she she won. uh, She won. Okay, sure. But, you know, she was in a rough spot, you know. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) About, like, 24 hours ago. And if she was on the verge of collapse then... I don't think there is a happy ending at the end of this film, but no, I get no. it. No. She'd make a, a follow-up, and all it is is just her demise. Yeah, it's basically. Drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, just wanted to get that one in. Perfect. So, Jason. Yes. Which one did you like better? 2013. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, I, I, I thought it was a brilliant film. I thought it was from, from beginning to end, you know, 
it had humor like that the one guy was eric that wouldn't die but <laughs> i, yeah, I thought it was that right it was funny but it wasn't like they yeah. weren't making fun of it but it was funny so like you're like okay is this funny? Like, do I laugh? It's it's pretty funny to me. <laughs> you know? You're the person sitting there laughing out loud in the theater looking around. Yeah, right? So <laughs> it's like, I'm like, this is funny, right? Um, but, like, it, they, they didn't, like, focus on it. It's like, if you want to laugh at this, go ahead. You know, if you want to feel sorry for this guy, go ahead. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't tell you what to do. And uh, so, like, you know it had that like you know even the some like you know stuff where she's about to saw her for arm like you know i'm like oh this is this is funny right yeah. <laughs> um and so I, I i liked how the 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 film was done in a way where hey if you want to laugh at a couple of things fine um probably you know says something about you uh, but <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, anyways, I, I thought 20, uh, 2013 was uh, superior uh, by the slightest of margins because I really do love uh, the original as well. So, Awesome. Yes. I'm going with the original. Wow. Yeah. We finally disagree. But it's the same thing. It's with the slightest of margins right the new one is one of the best quote-unquote remakes or sequels that i think exist i don't Mm -hmm. think there's many yeah and the reason why i think the first one is just a hair over is because of the time it came out the the low budget you know like fetty alvarez would have had a lot more room for error Mm -hmm. on this new one so there there was no room for error for sam raimi yeah no. Um, so knowing those sort of things and the, the nostalgia for me is is what sets it over a little bit. But if I were a 21-year-old to watch those two right now back-to-back, it would probably be the newer one. And and didn't you hit the nail on the head right there? And comes full circle to one of the first things I said at the beginning of this podcast is that I really love this franchise, but I didn't watch it to death when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Had I... I don't think I would have picked 2013, mm-hmm. but I don't have that sentimental attachment to that original film right. uh, like I have with a lot of other ones. So I think that that was a that was that allowed me to you know just divide them up and uh, and assess accurately. Yeah, you were able to review them with a little less bias. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, but but just great great films. I agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on and discussing this. Oh, this was my pleasure. This was great. And do you do you have anything you want to share with anybody that they should, you know, be on the lookout for you? Obviously, I'm going to tell everybody to go follow your page because I think your page is wildly entertaining. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, no, I think this is a good time to announce my retirement. Um, I'm sailing off into the sunset. I made so much money on YouTube that it's all over for me. Uh, enjoy what I have up there, but that's that's it. That's it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, I don't have anything right now. It's not to say that uh, I won't. Um, I just, I yeah, I, I, I kind of go with the way... Um, you know, sometimes I feel like interviewing celebs and sometimes I feel like, you know, um, just talking to people and, uh, 
like-minded people. So I kind of go all over the place right now. I am in hibernation mode and I'm loving it because it gives me a chance to guest star on your podcast. Well, perfect. Yes. And I hope you will I come agree. back for more. Absolutely. Have me back and I'll say yes. Woohoo!